Hello, everyone, and welcome to Miss Diva 416. My name is Leasha Small, and today we are going to be talking about finding your why. Now, they say purpose is the perfect alarm clock. Well, ring, 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 it's time to wake up. What gets you up every morning and ready to go? Is it a job, the kids, school, an interview, your own business, an important meeting, a training session at the gym? Bills have to get paid, so you gotta get up. Well, for me this morning, it was reading and learning so that I could finish up this important book that I am in the midst of putting out. And how I get started is by going through my day-to-day daily checklist that awaits me. You see, every morning I wake up, I like to listen to a webinar, a motivational podcast, or just read about something that will inspire me as an entrepreneur. Um, And that kind of gets me ready and me motivated for my day to take place. Now, Simon Sinek is one of my favorite motivational speakers and authors. If you don't know about him, look him up. He's a major key alert, uh, DJ Khaled voice. Um, if you, In Finding Your Why, a practical guide for finding purpose for you and your team, he explains that in order to make intentional choices within your life, career, or business, you need to understand your why. Once you clearly understand your why and can articulate how and what it is that makes you come alive at your best self, that is where your start is. So how does one go about finding their why? Well, for starters, let's just put it out there that it's not an easy task at all. It has been said over and over that a strong sense of purpose fuels your motivation. The why is your passion behind why you begin every day attacking your goals. So I like to ask myself these four questions. Where do you add the greatest value to? How will you measure your life? What are your innate strengths? And what makes you come alive at the end of the day or the beginning of the day? What like literally jolts you? So asking yourself these questions will help you to zone into the area in which you are passionate about and exactly where that purpose comes from. When you don't have a why, you lack intention and there is no real motivation behind what you're doing and the real reason behind it, period. So it is very much important to figure out your why and that it all starts with you. So you have to be ready and willing to do some homework within yourself. And yes, that could take some time. So it's time to dig deeper. It's time to invest some time into figuring out your why and the reasons behind it. And if you're having difficulties with it, I mean, the best thing to do is to sit back and reflect and figure out what you're good at. And honestly, it will come to you. I know I spent a lot of time wasting my time in school and not really knowing what I was good at. You know, I'm a two-time college graduate and I went to school and I thought that I had this one path all figured out and come to realize when I finished, it really wasn't something that I could see myself doing anymore. And, you know, you could say like I wasted my time, I guess. And I guess I've said that a few times to a few different people, but I think I learned a lot of lessons in that. And that was for me that I'm an entrepreneur full through and through. 
I have never wanted to clock into someone else's clock and work for someone else's dream. I've always wanted to do it for myself. And I think I was, I've always been like taught to go to school, get a good job, get those benefits, get that pension and live your life. But it's not for everyone. And I feel like in 2018, in this um, era, we are really embracing the being an entrepreneur and working for yourself and uh, being a business owner and doing things your own way. Now, what I will say is let's not just start right there and jump right in because being an entrepreneur is not easy to say the least. (laughs) It is a lot of work and it is not a nine to five. It is a 24 seven. So if you think it's going to be easy, well, you got another thing coming to you. My phone doesn't stop ringing. I never stop with emails. And, you know, when I do take a vacation, I make sure I take it and I'm not on my phone or my emails. So I really have to take that vacation because I know when I get back, it is a 24 seven. So if you're not interested in spending a lot of time devoting to your business, then being an entrepreneur is not for you. So you really have to find your why, what fuels you, what's going to motivate you. And if it's really going to be for you, period. So that could be anything. Um, for me, I have a mobile bartending company. I am a business and life coach and I am an author. And you know, out of all of those things, I think being an author is the one that takes up most of my time. I am always writing and I'm always trying to evolve and, you know, recreate and create my brand and make sure it is the best representation of myself. So I'm always planning and plotting. Um, My mom's always said that I've always had notebooks around the house, junking up the place everywhere. But to be completely honest, I am a writer through and through. I don't like to type on the keyboard. I'm not going to put it in my notepad. I love to write it out and see it visually popping off of a page. That's what excites me. And I think when I was in school, I kind of knew that because I would always write. You know, people would come to class with their laptops and I had one and To be completely honest, I always loved notebooks. I would have my laptop open and still be writing in a notebook because I loved that I could read it back to myself and look at it and see it and feel the pages. I think that's what I love to do for myself and it worked for me. And so in everything, I am always been a planner and every business that I have, I do pen it out. And I think it's important to do that. Um, But yeah, for me, that's what really helped me get through the stages of where I was going to find my why and how I found it. Um, and But it took me some time. It didn't come easy breezy. Uh, you know, some people are born into something or, you know, their strengths just pop out really quickly. Mine took me some time. But you know what? To be honest, I'm really glad because there was lessons to be learned and I got the education that I needed. So, you know, my mom always says, make sure you have a plan And, you know, make sure your plan has a plan, you know, because you never want to be without, right? So, I mean, I'm glad that I'm a two-time college graduate. I'm glad that I have background. But to be completely honest, the best decision I've ever done for myself was invest in myself and become my own boss. I think it is the most powerful thing uh, anyone could ever do for themselves. And yeah, it is hard. It's hard work. But 
the investment, there's no greater investment than yourself. So, you know, for me, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and not staying within the four walls of what's normal or regular, I stepped out of the box and really took a chance on myself. And, you know, I have flourished in different areas of being an entrepreneur. And no, I am not limited to one thing. I do so much. My brand is me and I am my brand. And I just keep it moving. Um, I am evolving and I will continue to evolve. And I think that's the most important thing. If you are confident in your stride and your step in whatever you're doing, and for me, prayer always follows, I think it is so important. And I think that it will help fuel and move your entrepreneurial journey. So for me, I never and never will sit in a box and limit myself. I believe that I am completely limitless and I can do anything I set my mind to, like our parents used to tell us. Um, I do believe it. (laughs) It's crazy. As an adult, you know, you believe it. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, whatever, whatever. But as an adult now, I can really say, yeah, my parents were right. Like, you can do anything you set your mind to. And I really believe that that is the foundation quote to my whole journey as an entrepreneur. I literally set my mind to it, educate myself on it, and then I go full force, full fledged into it. And that's just what gets the job done for me. And I am so thankful that I am able to see what it is that I need to go after and go and get it. So Like I will say, as an entrepreneur, don't stop until you get it, get it. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, everyone. It's Leasha Small, and welcome back to another episode of the Miss Diva 416 podcast. And today I wanted to go on a little bit of a rant. Now, I've been dealing with a lot of clients that want to support, but don't really want to support. Now... If you are having a woman empowerment event, woman empowerment event, it speaks for itself. You are having an event for women to empower them. So does it make sense that you're hiring people and then trying to bully them? Are you a part of the mean girl club? Like, I don't understand. Now, this has been going on for a lot of events. And to a lot of different people. And I've spoke to a few people as of recent and they are going through the same things. Now, I can't understand how a group of women want to put on an amazing event but cannot host their business properly. Cannot email and speak and correspond and communicate with their clients properly that or their, their vendors properly. So my thing is, I am a woman-based company. I run a woman-based company and you want to hire me. But in the midst of that, you have your team of women who you're not corresponding with properly. You are now appointing different people to speak to me and they're rude. They don't come professional. They're super rude and they still want me to do a service for them. That's a problem for me. That's a big time problem for me. Now, I'm not one to take 
any type of foolishness. I've never been one to take any type of bullying. And I myself put up with a lot as a business owner. And I can say that a lot of people can agree with me that they put up with a lot that they would not normally do. But when it comes to certain morals and things, you have to stand for something or you'll fall for everything. And for me, I know how to speak to people. I know how to say certain things and get the message across, even if it's direct and straightforward and a little bit blunt. I know how to make it come across, you know, blanketed. (laughs) That's what I will say, blanketed. Because, you know, you can't speak to everybody so harsh, right? But when I am getting attacked been told that lawyers are involved and I've spoken to my lawyer and blah, la 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 la. That's a problem for me. That is a problem for me. Now, I understand that you cannot afford a premium service at this given point after you paid your deposit and you were perfectly fine and you picked the package that you did, okay? Now your event planner cannot afford it. Okay, fine. You can't afford it now. But does that mean that you need to threaten me with lawyers and you need to tell me about your status as a single parent and that you can't afford it? That sounds like a you problem. Not a me problem, a you problem. So what I will say is if you are having a woman empowerment event and you are hiring woman-driven caterers, vendors, whatever it is, empower them. Don't bully them, empower them. If you cannot afford that, say that and say, you know what? I really wanted to do this, but I can't afford it. Is there any way that we can cancel? I know you have no refund policy, but you know what? This event's getting bigger than me and blah, blah, blah. I am not irrational. I could understand certain things. You know what I mean? But you're not going to tell me your whole life story and think that I'm going to just be like, okay, after you've threatened me. No, the ship has sailed at that point. So if you're going to have an event, be professional. Make sure if you're going to approach premium services, have your coin together because you're not going to try and get discounts from people. And I find that as a community of black women, our black, the black community, we need to stop asking for discounts if we want to support our people. You know, like it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. You know, you cannot support somebody and then ask for a discount. It doesn't work like that. Nothing in life is discounted like that. You cannot go to the grocery store and say, I have $2 for that batch of that bunch of grapes and that those grapes come up to three fourteen with taxes. Okay, ma'am, so did you want to pick something else that was under your budget? Like, I mean, like, you wanted to take some of those grapes out so that you can afford it with the taxes? Like, you're not you're not about to tell them what you can pay and then think that they're just going to give you those grapes. They're not giving it to you. You're not going to go to McDonald's and say, I have $5 and I want to get this combo. No, it's not going to work. You're not going to go to KFC and get Toonie Tuesday and really come with a Toonie because you know taxes are there and you know they've upped the price and it's no longer a Toonie in 2018. I'm sorry. Like, things have changed now. We have to get with it. So do not come to a, an entrepreneur that has a business and expect some crazy discount. 
things are not cheap. They, yes, they have their own business, but support them if you are looking to support somebody. Really support them. Don't ask for a discount. Support doesn't mean getting things for cheap because you're using them. No, it doesn't work like that. And I find the vendors are being cheapened. They're being like harassed to give discounts. And if they don't get a, give a discount, well, we're not using you then. Okay, well, then don't use me because at the end of the day, I have clients with events that are paying the money that they know that they need to pay to receive the premium service. So thanks for the opportunity. Really sorry that we couldn't accommodate you. But at this point, we don't give discounts like that. You're telling me what discount to give you. Where do they do that at? Like, it doesn't work. So, no, sometimes you need to decline certain clients. Sometimes you need to. Because does that represent your brand well if you're just giving discounts to Tom, Dick, and Harry? No, it doesn't. You cannot give discounts to every and anybody because that doesn't work for you. That doesn't pay your bills. That doesn't pay your staff. That doesn't pay for the stuff that you're using. It doesn't pay for it. So what, now you're paying out of your pocket for someone else's event? That makes no sense. So people, and I encourage you, yes, to use our community of entrepreneurs and business owners, use them, yes. But do not lessen their service by telling, oh, well, I can go use um, Bartendo or I can go use this venue who, you know, they have millions of venues and they're run by different owners. Okay, well, then go do that then. They are a bigger company. They can afford to give you a discount. But as an independent author, business owner, entrepreneur, um, staffing company, whatever it might be, they're doing this themselves on their back. They cannot do that. If they have a franchise of different, you know, different locations and stuff like that, they may be able to do that. And whether they're willing to or not, that's up to them. That's up to their brand. But not everyone can afford to do that for every single event and every single client that comes to the table. It just doesn't work like that. So, you know, this was a little bit of a rant, but this is something that I'm going through currently. And I know that there are a few people that I've spoken to and they're dealing with the same thing. And it's crazy that in Toronto, Canada, where I am located, I have had to go through this with certain people and certain event coordinators and things like that. And it's crazy to me. It is so crazy to me to have to even go through that and have to speak on something like this. Because if I go somewhere and there's and there's somebody selling something and I want to support it, I'm going to pay them that. And if there's change, I might even give it give them the rest of the change just to support their cause just because I rate what they're doing. I support black businesses, I support business owners, and I want to give back because I think it's important. But I'm not going to say, hey, I love what you're doing. Oh, it's so great. I love this. Oh, you know, it's the best thing I've seen today. But can I get this for 50% off? How does that make sense? Where do they do that at? So get it together, people. If you're having events in Toronto, you're having them in Montreal, you're having them in Ottawa, you're having them in wherever you're having them. Support your people because it is important. 
It is important to support your people. If that's what you're, you saw, sorted them out, you saw them, you found them, you emailed them, you spoke to them on the phone, you found them. They didn't find you. Support them. Do what you came to do. Support them. But have your money together. You know what their packages are. You know what their pricing is. Support them. Asking them for a discount is not supporting them. Thanks for joining me today. And I hope that you have taken something from this. If this is something that touches you, send me a message. Let me know. I would love to know your feedback. Thanks for joining me. See you next podcast. Hello everyone, it's Leasha Small and welcome back to another episode of the Miss Diva 416 podcast. And today the topic is on the other side of fear. So I want to talk about this because I feel like it's really important to visit this topic when you are an entrepreneur or you have a dream or a talent that you want to start, get into are put out there and you are stuck and something is holding you back. Now, too often we don't listen to our gut instinct and it's time to follow our dreams and go forth and manifest whatever it is. We have the power to turn ideas into powerful action steps, but oftentimes we hold back because of limiting ideas such as I'm not good enough, the timing isn't right, I don't have the resources I need, I can't do this, I don't have the money, I'm scared, what if I fail? Now, the list goes on about ideas that we allow to be planted within our brains, but it's time to curb that mindset and get our brains trained on how we can do what we want how we can make these things available to us. We have all heard the saying, and I know I talked about this in the last podcast, the saying, um, you can do anything you set your mind to. You know, my parents often preach that to me time and time again. So how come instead of finding ways to do things or ask for help, We constantly sit back in our own dreams and talents. You know, Jack Canfield once said, and I quote, everything you want is on the other side of fear. So obviously taking that initial step is scary. Uh, Learning something new and getting out of your comfort zone, it's hella scary, you know? But isn't it more scary to not have tried and in turn block your own abilities? So we all have to start somewhere, right? And yes, you could fail. That's a possibility. But you can also fail and try again, right? Failing forward is key. So there are lessons to be learned in everything we do. And in lessons come blessings. So with that being said... You have to take a chance on yourself. At the end of the day, you have to just start. Because truthfully, at that point, your journey has only just begun. You know, sometimes it is hard to take that initial first step. 
but the rewarding feeling you get when you do oh my goodness nothing compares like absolutely nothing compares to that feeling you know life has a funny way of coming around full circle you know when you think that something is out of reach and it's so impossible somehow it has a way of coming around and I realize the trick is to let go and let God sometimes you know just let him work you know obviously you have to do your part but in the end, things always seem to gel. When it's your passion, your talent, your dream, it just seems to come together. And it might not be when we want want it to, right then and there, but it will come. You know, and I can attest to this because I don't know if some of you know or don't know, I am an author. I have my first published book, called A Journey Through My Eyes, the Hopeless Romantic Edition, and I am in the midst of working on my second and third uh, installments of the book. Um, and my goal is to just shed love and light, um, motivational, inspirational, you know, pieces that are raw, real, and relatable in many different topics that I touch on. And... Um, you know, three years ago, I wasn't in this position at all, right? I was nervous as hell. I didn't, three years ago, actually, I started to compile my work. And then I realized I had something worth putting out. I really was just a closet poet. I was, I didn't really want to put my work out. I didn't really want or not that I didn't want, but I didn't have a need or like desire to really do anything with it. I was, it was for myself, right? Like I always loved to write and it was something that I loved to personally do. And I didn't realize how many people loved it until I compiled it. And I started to read some of my work to my friends and my family. And they were like, this is like absolutely amazing. Like, what the hell, Asha? Where did this come from? But I had always been writing. I just never really shared. And so when I stepped out of my comfort zone and dropped my book, I was scared shitless. But that feeling when I received my books, like no one could take that away from me. Like that feeling was so exhilarating and so... Oh, it was fantastic. Like that feeling is just so rich that I couldn't, I couldn't have chosen a better time to do it for myself. And that's where starting something new comes into play. And that's where, you know, getting out of that comfort zone and just trying, right? Because yeah, my first book could have been a bomb, but it wasn't, but it really could have, right? And you know, who knows? My second book could do way better. And I'm sure that it will. And uh, it could do way better. And who knows what could happen. But you have to take the chance. And you have to invest in yourself. And I mean, you know, when I did put out my first book in June, 
And I look back now as to how far I had come from papers all over my room, notebooks all over my room, no idea that I wanted to even put together something to now having a book, starting a podcast, having my own Instagram account, doing lives on Instagram. I was not in that position before and I was scared shitless to start any of it. Doing lives, I remember saying... I can't do this. Like, I'm too nervous. How am I going to do this? And then I just clicked it and just started. And the first episode, I don't think it was really that good. But, you know, whatever. You know, I tried again. And I tried again the next week and the next week. And to the point where now people are like, Liasha, like, I love your lives. Like, oh my goodness. There was an episode in one of my lives where I talked about grieving on faith and I cried. It got really emotional for a lot of people in the chat. And who knew that I would have touched so many people in a live? Who knew the DMs that would come to me after so many different topics and people suggesting topics and then like saying that they couldn't believe where it went from where it started you know sometimes you think that the live is going to go in a certain direction and it just takes over there's been times that I've gotten cut off on a live and had to come back because the topic is just so juicy and I mean for me that's all about starting and trying something new so just start whatever it is so if you are someone who is holding back and sitting back and not trusting your gut instinct about going forth in whatever it is that you're dreaming about, thinking about, and it's haunting you, go forth and just try. What's the worst that can happen? You can fail. So what? You could fail. Yeah. And take those failures and turn them into something amazing. So I would really recommend if you are struggling with something, you know, do some education. Use the tools and resources that we have. We have Google. We have YouTube. These things show us things every day. There's so just search. Just there's so many tools in there, in such like such helpful tools that can help you on your journey, whatever it is. Literally, type in the search box, and I'm telling you, if you don't find something, like I, I don't know, like. What, whatever you're doing, you're going to have to create your own lane, I guess. But there are always, there's always something on there that you can use to help you. And I'm telling you, for me, with, with my book process and becoming an author, oh, you, sh- you sure bet I had to uh, Google and YouTube. That for sure. Uh, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. At first, I thought that I wanted to you know, get a publishing house to work on my book for me and, you know, put it out there for me and do everything. And then I realized, damn, I've got over 10k to drop on one book. Editing, marketing, this, that, and the third. I don't have 10k for one book. And I was also fearful of giving out my work and sending it to publishing houses that aren't nearby in order for them to look at my manuscript. Like, it's the scariest thing, especially for me when writing is my passion. That's my baby. My first book is like, that's my baby. I, you know, that was my first leap of faith, right? So 
in now thinking back, like, I'm really glad that I took a chance on myself and I self-published my book. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am an independent author. I am self-published. I have my own publishing house, I guess I would call it, um, where I do all the stuff myself. Um, The only thing that I outsource is my editing. Um, And even that, I don't send my work without... um, watermarks on my work because I'm just so fearful of that because I'm still you know it's still new to this right so um but yeah I did everything myself and I would never have known that without googling steps and how to self-publish right and I would still be stuck on the phase that I was at before so what I will say is make sure if you are doing something you know, obviously research, use the tools around you, but don't give up and don't stop at limiting yourself. Like don't limit yourself. There's no, there's just no, there's no benefit to it. You know, they say the richest people are in the graveyard. And what does that mean? It means that people who have passed and are buried had talents that they didn't get to put out they didn't chance to launch you know and we are blessed and able and breathing and living and for us to sit back on it what a shame that would be right so remember that the richest people are in the graveyard so don't let that be you Make sure you go out and you just get started because nothing is promised and tomorrow is never promised. And if you have a talent or a passion or dream, go forth because you are worth it. You are so worth it. I just want to thank everyone for joining my podcast and tuning in today. Um, I will be coming back with another one. So thank you very much for joining me. Hello, everyone. It's Leasha Small, and welcome back to another episode of the Miss Diva 416 podcast. And today I wanted to talk about heartbreak. Now, uh, not last week, but the week before, I did a live on IG about heartbreak. Now, I really wanted to touch back on it because I felt like it was really important topic and it got a lot of commentary and I got a lot of messages after the live as well. So I just wanted to like touch back on it a little bit. Now one of the quotes that I like, it's like the staple quote of my whole um, topic, it was, in order to grow, you gotta let, let it go. Now for me, when I first heard that quote and sorry it's like an unknown who said it because um, I heard it a few times but I have no idea who said it so it's yeah it's an unknown one but it's a good one um but yeah so like when I heard it I was like in order to grow you gotta let it go so if I want to grow I gotta start letting things go if I want to be a bigger better version of myself I have to let go of things that are holding me down or maybe toxic or maybe enabling certain new things coming in my life. I really got to let it go. Now, 
this quote is nice and all, and it seems very simple and straightforward, but when you really think about it, it's actually one of the hardest things for an individual to do. Now, if you're used to something, right, like a relationship, um, you're used to this person, and whether it be months, days, years, um, you know, the memories that you build with them become so hard to let go. And oftentimes it's like you're holding on, right? And a lot of the feedback I was getting was about, we were talking about really toxic relationships and toxic heartbreak and toxic friendship. Because as much as when we think of heartbreak, we think of relationships with a significant other, uh, friendships are also relationships. You know, we spend a lot of time with these friends and we build memories and, you know, we do different things with them and we start to long to talk to them, long to see them, long we make plans with them because we miss them. And that's another form of a relationship, whether we consider it that or not it is and any relationship needs to be maintained so if there are toxic friendships toxic relationships toxic family members the quote simply says in order to grow you gotta let it go and it doesn't matter what form of relationship I mean obviously I'm not saying right away just dip out but you know, you have to really assess and analyze what you are wanting from your life. So if things are holding you back and the situation is holding you back and you know that it's not good for you, it's not healthy for you, it might be time to let it go. And as much as we are all scared of heartbreak and we are all fearful of how we will cope and deal and how we will be able to move on and, you know, not replace the memories, but how will those memories be able to be stored away so we can continue on in what we need to do in life, right? Because I feel like a lot of us are fearful of that, but also don't want to hurt and don't want to face the fact that we do need to spend time healing. I've seen people go into relationships and they've like gone through one relationship, broken up, gone through another one, and then that one fails. Now, if they sit back, you are heartbroken from one and then you just up and jumped into another one. How did you expect the second one to work if you never even healed from your first one? And that's a question that a lot of people need to start asking themselves because it is okay to take your time. It is okay to heal. And when people ask, why are you single? You can tell them to mind their business. You can tell them that right now it's your healing time. Right now I'm working on me. And that doesn't mean like anything. Oh, well, when are you going to have kids? When I'm damn well ready. You know what I mean? But you really have to like, take your time with whatever you're doing so if you've decided that you're not going to be in a relationship for whatever reason that is your choice and you are free to make choices and stick with them so always remember that if you're going through a heartbreak don't just replace with someone else because it's not going to work and make sure you actually take that healing time and you're not just 
okay, well, I'm just single, so I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm healed. Talk about it. Get it out there. Write things down. Go see, go talk to someone, a life coach, a therapist. Go have a conversation. Work through some of the issues that maybe you faced within that relationship or things that you wanted to kind of evaluate within yourself based off of the actions and the things that you've decided on and the conversations that you've had or whatever it is in your relationship, maybe you need to talk to somebody about those things because you know what? A lot of times we look at other people as the toxic person. We look at other people as the person who messed up. They're the ones that, you know, they fucked up everything in your relationship and it's all because of them and it's all their fault and we just keep going on about this other person. But what role do you as an individual play in the situation? It's time that we check ourselves. We literally take ourselves and make ourselves accountable for our own actions. Now, how many times have you been in a situation and you've literally said, it's their fault, da 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 they did this or that, and you've just kind of like removed yourself from it completely and never looked back to say, well, maybe I was part in that. Maybe I did something. Maybe I should apologize for my role in whatever it is that happened. And I think sometimes that just comes with growth and maturity. So yeah, in order to grow, you got to let it go. So sometimes you have to step back and start to grow. So sometimes you have to let go of certain things and certain things might be the fact that you do not hold yourself accountable. I got to stop being selfish. I got to stop blaming other people. I got to let that go. You know, um, I realized that as I got older, I started to like really assess myself and check myself and put myself on my own timeout. And I used to put people on timeouts and it's funny because I had a friend um, who I used to literally, every time I would see him, I would say, you're on timeout because he literally had like bad behavior and he needed to be on timeout all the time. But, and so that, that was funny to me, but now as an adult, I really put myself on timeout sometimes because I realize that I need to check myself, you know, just like, you know, parents check their kids and say, okay, you know what, you're, this is bad behavior. You're on a timeout or, you know, they get a spanking or they get some privilege taken away or whatever it is. And it's just like, that is what we have to do to ourself to, in order to grow and to learn things Um, and learn from our mistakes and learn from our own faults and I think it's very important with heartbreak we look at the accountability and the role of both people whether it be two friends a relationship family dynamic it's important to look at both sides and um, assess the role now what I like to do when I'm going through heartbreak is I want to understand that love is a gift And although it ends painfully, heartbreak bears the greatest wisdom. So if you take the time to learn from it, you can definitely grow from it. Um, Everything happens for a reason. You know, that saying, they always say that. And it's true. Like, you might not be able to see it right now. But later on, you, you will be able to recognize why it had to happen the way it did. 
or the reason why it happened to begin with and the reason why you were an active role in that situation. So it, it won't always happen right away. You won't always see it right away, but everything does happen for a reason. Um, and another thing that I do is release the negative energy. So what I like to do is, you know, I like to reflect. I like to light candles and just be in my Zen time and just think about things. I'm a writer, so obviously I write um, and that's like my therapeutic release. Um, and I always, 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 always pray and speak positive affirmations and with intention. And I make sure that I do that every single day. I make sure that it doesn't have to be light candles and sit in a room and take a bubble bath and all that self, self love, self help, self care type stuff. But, uh, that was like a little bit of a tongue twister right there. But, um, it can just be you taking a moment to meditate, to go for a walk, to clear your head, to have a coffee and sit down and just enjoy that coffee and that mental break time. And that could be ways of letting go and releasing and having that, that time to yourself. Um, we also talked about sometimes it's important to press the reset button. And what I mean by the reset button is that when you were not in the relationship, not in the friendship, not in anything, you were good, right? When you got into it, something along the way made you feel that you needed to get out. Or maybe that person need, needed to get out. And whether it be you getting out or you being rejected and you getting out, you ha being forced heartbreak is obviously going to happen and obviously with that sometimes we get broken and we are sad and we are in pain and that's okay um it's the inevitable right but it's not okay to sit in that for too long right obviously everybody deals and heals differently and at their own speed and own time but it is not okay to just sit in that funk so we have to remember that we need to press that reset button in order to refuel ourselves and get back and start the fuck over if that's what you have to do starting over isn't a bad thing at any age at any stage of life Starting over is not a bad thing. It is reclaiming and going after a new path because that path that you were on did not work. So if that's okay, press the reset button and start the fuck over. And you don't have to, um, you don't have to deal with what anyone else thinks or what anyone else has to say, we have to remember that we are, we are with ourselves every day and we know what's best for ourselves all the time. And, you know, sometimes we need a little help. We need a little checkpoint from our friends, our family, whatever it is. But for the most part, we know what's good for us and what's not good for us. And whether we acknowledge it or we ignore it, at the end of the day, we do know right so 
if, if I say that I need to press the reset button, then I'm going to press the reset button and no one and, and nothing could stop me from pressing that reset button because I know what I need for myself. And I think that as individuals, we all need to find that courage and that strength to press the reset button, especially on heartbreak. No one wants to sit there and be heartbroken forever. And it's okay to start over and build new relationships and, you know, build healthier relationships. Um, But it's all a matter of time. You know, the stages of heartbreak we talked about go in from denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. I call it the D-A-B-D-A. And pretty much what it is, is denial. We sit there and we're like, this can't be the end. I'm sure he or she will call. And we just, we just dig deep into that and we drive ourselves crazy. Then there's the anger. I hate him or her. You know, how could this person blah, blah, blah. And then we go into the bargaining. Maybe if I behave differently, it would have worked. Okay, so maybe if I do this, then, you know, maybe he will this or maybe she will this. And then it's the depression. I never want to love again. I never want to do this again. So I'm not, um, I'm never getting a relationship. So I don't have to feel this pain. And then it goes into the acceptance. It was, and now it's over. And I'm okay with that. Right? We go through and everyone goes through different stages. Whether we sit in one stage for a longer period than the other, we all go through different stages and some stages we skip. Some stages we skip the bargaining stage where we're like, maybe if I did this, it will, you know, it would have been better. Maybe if I call them and I say this, it will be better. Sometimes we skip that stage, but everyone goes through heartbreak at a different rate. And we also have to be sensitive when dealing with our friends or family who are going through heartbreak because it's not easy and it's not one of those ones where you can tell them like yo just hit the reset button and get out get the fuck over it you know it's not that it's not that type you have to kind of you obviously you don't want them to sit in it for forever but when they are you know what we like to do is have a wine night talk about it you know and then crack jokes and eat junk food and just chill out And that's our thing. And, you know, that works sometimes. And sometimes it's a, you know what, let's go have a girl's day. Let's go, let's get out. Let's get out of the house. Let's like, you know, let's change the scenery. And honestly, to be completely honest, no matter what situation I've ever been in, once I get out of the house and I'm done the crying and I'm done the the cow bawling, I'm just done that whole Kleenex, nose running, I'm done that wet up the shirt, I'm done that whole phase, getting out of the house is like the best thing you can do for yourself. So when you deal with heartbreak, do remember that there is a blessing in every lesson and that in order to grow, you gotta let it go. And sometimes that means let go of that heartbreak. Just remove yourself from it completely and tell yourself, hey, I went through something horrible, but I am going to overcome. I am going to survive this heartbreak. I can do it. I know I can. And just speak those positive things into your life. And literally, you will see a shift in your dynamic of your behavior, the way you speak, the way you move, your actions, the partners you choose. And it's going to be a blessing 
from that one heartbreak if you learn from it. And that's the key. Learning from whatever it is that you go through that affects you, learn from it. And sometimes that just takes you being accountable for your actions in it and you realizing that it's not always a blame game. Sometimes we really got to check our own selves and hold ourselves accountable for anything that happens in a heartbreaking situation. Just find out, and it, it might not be that you did something horrible. It could be that you said something in a certain manner, right? It's important to re- really remember that we have to take that time to reflect and assess our own actions. So I know that this was a um, kind of a, a little bit more of a rant, but I really just wanted to go over heartbreak a little bit and just let you guys know and keep you guys, um, you know, in the loop of the thoughts that are going through my head. And um, with the people who have messaged me about heartbreak, I encourage you to live every day with a positive outlook. I encourage you to remember and to remind yourself that it is not over. Your life is not over because of a heartbreak. You will live again because I know a lot of us, sorry, we, a lot of us think that when we are heartbroken, like life stops, clock keeps ticking guys. So really remember that your story is not over. Your journey is not over and you have now gone through a chapter where it's time to flip the page and flipping the page means there's more to your story. So don't be discouraged. I really want to thank you guys for joining my lives on Wednesday. I have them every Wednesday, um, 8.45 start. Normally we go to about 9.25, 9.30. And the topics are endless. Um, Some people send some topics into me. So if you ever want to join, my Instagram is at Leasha Small, L-E-A-S-H-A Small, S-M-A-L-L. And I do them every Wednesday, 8.45 Last week, I took a little bit of a break because I was sick, but I am back this Wednesday and we will be talking about insecurities. So I hope that you guys join me um, in my live and I want to thank you guys for tuning into my podcast today. Thank you.